Blog Talk Radio. The proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ by members of the Churches of Christ. With your host, Stevie R. Butler. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show.
You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. Good evening, wherever you are in the world listening to this radio broadcast. Stevie B's Media Production presents What a Word from the Lord radio show. I'm your host, Stevie R. Butler, and this radio show is being broadcast from Stevie B's Media Production studio in the great state of North Carolina. Ladies and gentlemen, we are just so grateful for the privilege to bring you a program where we as Christians and members of the Churches of Christ can share our faith and preach and teach the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ on a weekly basis. If you'd like to contact us while we're on the air this evening, just give me a call to the live show at 713-955-0508. If you have any questions or comments from any of my co-hosts or my special guests on this radio show, you can send your emails to my new email address, butlersteve1009 at yahoo.com, or you can give me a call at Stevie B's Me Production Studio at 910-491-6405. Now, again, this program is brought to you by members of the Churches of Christ, and if you need any assistance in locating a congregation in your area, please feel free to contact us. Now, folks, Get out your Bibles and study along with us here on What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. Before we go into our program for this evening, I would ask that you would bow with me in a word of prayer that we may thank God for this opportunity. Our most kind, gracious, loving, heavenly Father, the Father of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for allowing us to go through the various activities of the day and placing it on our hearts that we are on this broadcast and we are prepared now to present a portion of your holy and divine word. Father, we pray that you will be with my two special guest speakers on the broadcast, Brandon Starling and George Devane, as they break unto our listeners the bread of life. We also ask your blessings upon my special guest in the community corner, Derek T. Casey, as he serves our community as well with his various talents and gifts to uplift our neighbors. We pray that you would bless them and their families that support their efforts as well. Father, we pray that you would bless our listeners who are tuning in to this radio broadcast via Blog Talk Radio as well as through social media. We pray that they may listen well and that they may consider their eternal stance before you and that their hearts may be pricked. And it will cause them to ask the question, what must I do to be saved? Father, we thank you so much for sending your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, to die such a cruel death on Calvary's cross. For we recognize that without such a sacrifice, we would not have a hope of eternal life. Father, even now, we ask that you would forgive us for the transgressions of our own heart. We know our flesh is weak, and we often fall short of thy will. For we pray that you will continue to bless us and keep us and love us all the days of our lives. And that we have been faithful unto death. For we pray that you will save us. For it's in Christ's name we do ask it all. Amen. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to the broadcast this evening. In the first segment, my special guest speaker is Brandon Starling. He serves as the evangelist with the Swan Church of Christ there in Tyler, Texas. And Brandon has been on this broadcast before, and we know he will do a great job in his proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And also that will be followed by, in the community corner, my special guest is Derek T. Casey. He's 
at MWR Financial Management Specialist out there in Dallas, Texas. So we're looking forward to talking to uh, Derek. And that will be followed by, in the last segment, my special guest speaker is George Devane from Greensboro, North Carolina. He serves with the High Point Church of Christ there in High Point, North Carolina. We're looking forward to George's presentation here on the broadcast. This is his first appearance here on the show, so we're looking forward to hearing from George on this broadcast. So open up your Bibles, ladies and gentlemen, and open your minds, and let's have a great show after the break. And that's what you hear me, that of my special guest speaker, Brandon Starling. Enjoy the show. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. When I see the Need to have Jesus as 
Listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. Give your attention to the proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, my special guest speaker, Brandon Starling, and his subject, Freedom from Stress. What a blessing, what an honor, and a privilege it is to declare the word of God to you all. Thank you all for listening in to. Uh, a word from the Lord. I uh, thank Brother Butler for allowing me this opportunity to speak what thus saith the Lord. And hope you all are being edified and built up by uh, the songs and all that is taking place. I want to invite your attention to Psalm 31. Psalm 31. Just want to uh, give you a brief word to build up your soul. You know, in this generation we're living in, so many things are happening. So many people are discouraged, either with what's going on in your own personal life. Maybe you're discouraged by all that uh, has happened uh, with COVID, and or, or maybe you have been laid off from your job or fired from your job. Maybe you're dealing with some things in your personal life. Maybe you're even dealing with some things in your church. Well, I want to offer you a solution from freedom, uh, with freedom from stress. Uh, through the word of God And I want to I want to give it a subtitle Be positive For God will deliver Freedom from stress Be positive For God will deliver It is a mindset And I also want to offer this scripture To connect this whole thought To uh, the mindset of David because David, he had a negative moment. He had a moment in which he was dealing with some things, and he became negative for just a minute there. So God understands what we go through, but he wants us to snap out of it. Psalm 31, starting with verse 21. Psalm 31, starting with verse 21. Blessed be the Lord, for he has shown me his marvelous kindness in a strong city. For I said in my haste, I am cut off from before your eyes. Nevertheless, you heard the voice of my supplications when I cried out to you. 
Oh, love the Lord, all you his saints, for the Lord preserves the faithful and fully repays the proud person. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart, all you who hope in the Lord. I want to give you several definitions here. And if you're doing something, I want to encourage you to receive this word from the Lord. Stop what you're doing. Just pause and and get this word from the Lord. The word negative, the definition for uh, for the word negative, coming from dictionary.com, means uh, it's characterized by the absence or distinguishing or marked qualities or features lacking positive attributes, negative, and it's opposed to positive. The word negative is connected to the word pessimistic, which means the tendency to expect only bad outcomes, gloomy, joyless, unhopeful. So a person that is negative is a person that is also pessimistic, and this individual cannot paint good outcomes, but they are so negative, and they can't see a brighter future. But then on the flip side, there's the word positive, which means confidence and opinion or assertion, assertion, fully assured, constructive, and sure. This is opposed to negative. Connected to the word positive is optimistic, disposed to take a favorable view of events or conditions and to expect the most favorable outcome, reflecting a favorable view of events and conditions and the expectation of a positive outcome. You see, uh, when a person is positive and optimistic, especially as a child of God, this person will have Romans eight twenty eight in their heart to say, all things work together for good. For those who love God and for those who are the called according to his purpose. And that's what God wants us to be. And that's why we, uh, and that's one of our keys to uh, freedom from stress. Be positive. Why? God will deliver you. Whatever you're going through, whatever you're dealing with, uh, you may be going through a divorce. You may be going through, uh, 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 you may be recovering from uh, a drug addiction. Well, you have to have a positive mindset if you're going to overcome anything. You got to have a positive mindset if you're on the move, if you're moving forward in your life. Maybe you are a minister and you're moving to another congregation or whatever it may be. Maybe you're in the hospital listening to this. Well, I want to uh, uh, encourage you, and I've come to tell you, be positive, for God will deliver you. Watch what the Bible says in verse 21. Blessed be the Lord, for he has shown me his marvelous, amazing kindness in a strong city. And that word kindness in this Hebrew context really is referring to favor, that God showed his favor to David in a strong city. Now, David and his men overthrew Jerusalem, and it was then known as the city of David, and David was now the king of Jerusalem. But keep in mind, David was not always the king. David had some hard times. David had to fight. David had to work hard to get where he was in that moment. So in verse 22, he reflects in a moment where he became negative. 
Watch what he said. For I said in my haste. In other words, he spoke so fast. He spoke too soon. And what did he say? He said, I am cut off from before your eyes. David dealt with some things, and he felt like he was not going to make it through it. Have you ever had that feeling that you're dealing with a situation that is so overwhelming that you're not going to make it, that you're even cut off from before God's eyes, that God is not going to deliver you from this one. And, and even when we, when we get emotional, we can actually feel like God has let us down because we're having a negative moment. Let's, try, let's kind of paint a picture here briefly of uh, the situation. In 1 Samuel chapter 19, verse 1, 1 Samuel 19, 1, watch what the Bible says. In 1 Samuel 19, 1, now Saul spoke to Jonathan, his son, and to all his servants, watch it, that they should kill David. But Jonathan, Saul's son, delighted greatly in David. But, but the problem is this, a king of a nation has decided that he wants David dead. And Saul has told all his servants, he has told his army, kill David. Can you imagine if the president of the United States says, kill so-and-so? It's going to be hard to live because now David has to live life on the run. And so now David is some negative emotions. But keep in mind, they are only emotions. And sometimes we have to push down those emotions and not allow those emotions, those negative emotions, to dominate our life. Flip forward to 1 Samuel chapter 23, and I'm going to push on down to verse 14. 1 Samuel 23, verse 14. Watch what it says. And David stayed in strongholds in the wilderness and remained in the mountains in the wilderness of Zyphus. Saul sought, watch this, and Saul sought him every day but God praise the mighty name of Jesus but God did not deliver him into his hand you see Saul is under the control of Satan and there are times in life where the enemy he don't just come at you on Sunday he don't just come at you on Monday He's coming at you every single day of the week. Saul sought to, to kill David every single day of the week. But what we're looking at is this. But God did not deliver him. You see, when you have God on your side, it doesn't matter what Satan is doing. He's going to put forth the effort. He's going to try. He wants to snatch you down. He wants you to be negative. He wants you to be pessimistic. He wants you to commit suicide. He wants you to walk away from the Lord. But we've got to keep our faith in God because the Bible says God did not deliver him. You see, God has the final say-so. Whatever you're going through, you have to keep in mind, God has the final word. If God don't want you dead, you're not going to die. It, look, look, whatever they are saying, whatever the enemy is putting in your head, you have to rebuke those thoughts. And understand this, God understands that, that when we're dealing with these situations that we get emotional. Flip back to Psalm 31. Flip back to Psalm 31. Watch David plead in Psalm 31, starting with verse 1. In you, O Lord, I put my trust. 
Let me never be ashamed. Deliver me in your righteousness. Bow down your ear to me. Deliver me speedily. Be my rock of refuge, a fortress of defense to save me. For you are my rock and my fortress. Therefore, for your name's sake, lead me and guide me. Pull me out of the net which they have secretly laid for me. David was being plotted on. They laid a net for him secretly, plotting on this man. The same individuals that the same individual that stepped destroyed or, or defeat Goliath. When all the men of Israel shrunk back, the young lad David pushed forward. David was showed himself to be a mighty loyal warrior for the Lord and in Saul's army. And now he's on the run and he's asking the Lord, Lord, deliver me speedily. Hurry up. I trust in you, Lord. I've given you my life. You are my rock and my fortress. For your name's sake, Lord, your name is on the line. You know, as children of God, as members of the Church of Christ, we are connected to Jesus. And whatever whatever happens to us, people are, are looking and they're wondering, why is God allowing what he's allowing? Sometimes people will actually say, when we're going through some things, well, I thought he was a Christian. What are they saying? Hey, I thought they wouldn't go through those type of things. Well, guess what? We go through things in life. We go through things that, that test our faith. David said in verse 4, pull me out of the net which they seek relay for me. They have plotted on David. and But David says, Lord, you are my strength. You are my power in this moment. Look down at verse 30. Look down at verse 9. Watch, watch the emotion. And God understands that at times we get emotions. Even in verse 5, he said, into your hands I commit my spirit. And we know that Jesus uh, 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 quoted that on the cross when he gave up the ghost. Watch this, verse 9. Have mercy on me, O Lord. I am in trouble. My eyes waste away with grief. Yes, my soul and my body, for my life is spent with grief and my years with sighing. My strength fails because of my iniquity, and my bones waste away. Lord, I'm in trouble. I'm dealing with some things. Lord, I'm constantly crying. My soul is hurting. My body is hurt, and it seems like my whole life is filled with grief. I'm sighing. I'm crying. I'm screaming. And he says that his strength fails. Look, he's dealing with problems, and then he says, my strength fails because of my iniquity. Lord, not only do people don't like me, not only am I plotted against, but uh, I, I also sin. And see, now when you, when you, this is a dangerous position to be in mentally because you're in trouble, you're constantly crying, and then you sin. He said, my bones waste away. He says in verse 12, I am forgotten like a dead man out of mind. I am broken. I'm like a broken dust. I'm a broken man. Anybody out there broken? Anybody out there heartbroken? Anybody out there that spirit, spirit is broken? Well, God understands. God understands when you are broken. And God wants you to pour out your heart to him. David is crying. David is weeping to God. David is expressing his emotions to God, and this may be somebody. David said, I'm feeling, I'm forgotten. You, are you forgotten that people turn their back on you? He says, I'm like a dead man, out of mind. People not thinking about me. They don't care about me, and God cares that they don't care. And individuals will have to answer for, for leaving you out. 
individually have to answer to God for abandoning you while you're broken like a vessel. He says in verse 13, for the slander of many. I hear people talking about me. Fear is on every side while they take counsel to get me. They, they, they got a scheme against my life, Lord. They're together on it. And that's why David would say in verse 22, I look, for I said in my haste, I am cut off from before your eyes. What is he? Emotional. But brothers and sisters, as we look at uh, verse 22 of Psalm 31, keep this in mind. While David is emotional, he feels forgotten. He's crying. He's weeping. He's dealing with things in life. And that's what happens to us as Christians, as children of God, as children of God, members of the Church of Christ. We deal with life. We deal with hardship. And David is dealing with life. He's dealing with hardship. He is emotional. It is okay to be emotional. But remember, when you're crying and you're weeping, to cry to God. Weep to God. Pour out your heart before God. Because watch it. In the, uh, uh, verse 22, he says, nevertheless, nevertheless, that nevertheless is in spite of that. Although David's back is against the wall, although he is dealing with grief, he, although he has been forgotten, although he is out of mind, although people are slandering him and plotting on him, nevertheless, thank God for nevertheless, because he says this, although I'm going through that, you heard the voice of my supplication. When I cried out to you, you heard me. You see, there's somebody out there, you're weeping, you're broken, you're hurting, but, but you're, you're crying to God, and God hears you. Be thankful for that very thing that when you cry out, God hears you. In Psalm 34, in Psalm 34, in the verses 4, 4 in the verses 4, David said, I sought the Lord, and he heard me, and delivered me for what? All my fears. They looked to him and were radiant, and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried out, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. God will not abandon you. Just hold on. Hold on a little while longer. Don't give up. Don't take your own life. I just had a friend, a classmate, he committed suicide. What he became so negative and, and, he, and pessimistic, he couldn't see that, that God can deliver him, that, that God can make the situation different. And there's somebody out there right now, this word is for you. You need to know that God can change your situation. You need to know that, that no, you are not alone. Although you can't see him as a child of God, you have to remember Hebrews 13, 5. God said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I never turn my back on you. Everybody can leave you. Everybody can abandon you. But God will not abandon you. God will not leave you. God loves you. And the only thing you need to do and the only thing I need to do is continue to be faithful to God and hold on to God in these dark and difficult times that we're in. Let's watch this in Psalm 31, verse 23. This is David's advice to, to all the children of God in Psalm 31, 23. Oh, love the Lord, all you his saints. Watch it. For the Lord preserves the faithful and fully repays the proud person. See, David is speaking now to children of God. Oh, love him. Hey, hey, 
Whatever you're going through, get up and uh, 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 go to Bible study this Wednesday. Hey, make sure you uh, uh, go to worship service through the week. Sing songs of praises. Meditate on the word of God. Spend time with him. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. Matthew 22, 37, love him. Don't let Satan win this battle. The Lord preserves. He keeps alive. He keeps in existence the faithful. You see, this is a test, and you and I have to pass this test. Satan it wants us to become unfaithful, but you got to hold on. Whatever you're going through, you have to hold on. Whatever they are saying, you have to push forward. It doesn't matter what they're saying. It matters what God says. In Psalm 91, verse 14, Psalm 91, verse 14, talk about being in love with God. Psalm 91, 14 says, because he has set his love upon me. You see, you need to set your love upon God. That's a decision. Love God. Watch it. Because he has set his love upon me. Therefore, I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. God said, just love me. Everybody done left you. Everybody done abandoned you. Just love God. He's still there. He's still there. He hasn't abandoned you. He hasn't forsaken you. The blood is still there. You can still confess your sin. You can still be cleansed by the blood of the Lamb of God, and you can still live a faithful Christian life. And you know what? When we continue to be faithful and live for God, we'll thank God that, you know what, uh, God, you know what, that, that hardship shaped me and molded me and to be a better person. I'm a better man now. You know, I, I'm stronger. I'm wiser. I'm more faithful than I was. You have to hold on. Because remember Romans 8, 28, all things work together for good. To those who love God and to those who are called according to his purpose. All things, whatever you've just been through, whatever just happened, whatever happened years ago, all things, all of it going to work together, not for bad. Watch it. Paul is optimistic for good. And the Spirit of God wants you to be optimistic. It's going to work out for good, not for bad. See, Satan doesn't put that in, in your head to make you think that it's going to work out for bad. No, it's going to be all right. All things work together for good for the faithful child of God. So what do we do? Verse 24 says of Psalm 31, be of good courage. You know, that's the quality of mind or spirit which enables a person to face difficulty, danger, pain, etc. without fear. Be brave. Be, be of good courage, and God is going to strengthen you. He's going to give you the power to live. He's going to give you the power to push forward. All you who hope in the Lord, what, who are you looking to for your help? I'm looking to, toward the Lord. I shall lift up my eyes to the hill from whence cometh my help. My help come from the Lord, Psalm 121, verse 2. And let's close this out, Isaiah 35, verse 4. Let's close this out with Isaiah 35 in the verses 4. And get this word. Get this word. Don't let this pass you by. You're not listening to this by accident. You're listening to this by divine providence. God wants you and I to have his word and to feel confident. Isaiah 35, verse 4, say to those who are, are fearful hearted, just in case you don't get it, 
say to those who are fearful hearted, Isaiah 35, 4, say to those who are fearful hearted, watch it, be strong. Do not fear. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, with the recompense of God. He will come and save you. Hold on, child of God. God, look, he understands what you've been through. He knows what you've been going through. So those who are fearful heart, worried about the outcome, worried about the procedure, worried about what they're going to say, worried about the next meal, worried about your light bills, just worried, worried, worried. God says, be strong. Do not fear. Your God, gonna, he will come. He's going to come with vengeance. He's going to get folk off. You let God fight your battles. And watch this, with recompense. That means God don't write all the wrongs that's been done. You and I, look, we got to hold on because God said he will come. That's a promise now. We're standing on the promises of God, and we're listening to God speak to us. He will come. He will save you. Child of God, we cannot, children of God, we cannot live life stressed out. Freedom from stress. Freedom from stress. Be positive. For God, God will deliver you. And if you're not a child of God, you have to obey the gospel. Hear, believe, repent, confess, and be baptized. Peter said in Acts 2.38, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sin. You see, God sent his son to die for you, to bleed for you, to suffer for you. And you have to uh, get rid of the sin. How do you get rid of the sin? By obeying the gospel. God bless you. I love you. Child of God, be faithful. Cast your cares upon the Lord, for he cares for you. Psalm 55, 22. God bless you. Go with God. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. Will you forgive me? For I've done wrong. And will you accept me, Jesus? As I kneel at your throne, dear Lord, and all of my brothers, he will always criticize and accuse, yes he will, but I know that my Jesus, he will make me brand new, well, oh, I'm ready at my bidding, Lord. Lord, hear my simply Cause you're a second chance. I see them cry. And they each have a stone. But you milk beside me, Jesus. And my fears are all gone. Praise God. 
Cause you give me peace.
Listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. The Community Corner. Ladies and gentlemen, the Community Corner is designed to just simply tell our listeners just what products and services are being offered in our communities and how you can get in contact with these various vendors for their services. We've had people on this show uh, who've been involved in financial services, uh, legal services, authors, college consultants, professional boxers, community activists, NFL players, uh, casting producers for television shows, and the list just goes on and on. You'd be surprised to know what people are doing right there sitting among us in our congregation. So we're just using this segment to try to get the word out. Now, my special guest in the community corner uh, on the broadcast this evening is Derek T. Casey, he works with the MWR Financial Management there in Dallas, Texas. Derek, welcome to the Community Corner. Hey, how's it going, Stevie? Can you hear me? I hear you just fine, man. How you doing this evening? I'm doing good. I'm on the highway driving. Well, that's the nature. Hey, hey, that's the nature of what we're dealing with. Through social media now, we just uh, have people doing various things in various places, and I love the way we can interact with people through this radio show. While you're on the move, we can still do this radio show. So welcome to the Community Corner. I certainly appreciate it. Absolutely. Sorry if, I'm, if it's fading in and out. I'm on, a, on this highway. So, uh, none of this Why don't you tell us what you're doing out there in Dallas, Texas, to serve our community? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, once again, my name is Derek Casey. I am with MWR Financial, and we are a financial makeover company. And what does that mean? Well, for so many years, guys, the financial literacy has been plaguing our economy, our communities, lack of information that has been putting people in financial turmoil for so many years. And we have been blessed to have a program now put together to not just give people information to try to figure it out on their own, but what's unique about our program right now is that we actually have licensed experts that actually go to work on your behalf to help you do things like stop overpaying in taxes, to help you get those credit scores up so the interest rates and insurance premiums can come down to be able to eliminate that debt, to help you increase the cash flow so that way you can live a better quality of life. You know, we see so many people, and we take a look at 2020 and what happened with this pandemic, and what's crazy about it is that nobody planned for this pandemic, but we definitely felt, uh, you know, the results of the pandemic. I mean, millions of people without jobs, losing their homes, sitting around just waiting for the government to come and bail them out, and it just, things just got worse. And I have a saying that I go by in 2021. You know, 2020 was the year of lessons learned, but 2021 has to be the year of 
game planning, with execution, and no excuses. And with this program, we give people a peace of mind knowing that they have a team of experts that's out there working on their behalf to make sure they overcome some of these challenges. And we are in the communities. We are in the churches. Churches are adopting our program to help people building that generational wealth that is needed to leave behind for their families and their children and their children's children to come. So I'm just super excited to be able to share this information. I usually do Zoom calls and presentations to invite people to see the information because seeing is believing. Being able to bring people in and see this information, this is what and uh, I'm just really excited to, you know, share this with you guys on CB's platform and answer any questions that you guys may have. Now, what is your schedule for your uh, Zoom conference calls? So typically, uh, typically with, I still uh, work my full-time job, so a lot of times I do personal Zoom calls. So for anybody that wants information, they can contact me, and then I set them up uh, based on their schedule. So I, I do them on a schedule basis. Now, are you finding that the churches are really taking hold to your program? Absolutely, absolutely. So a lot of churches right now offer programs like this in their congregation, right? So at my church, they have a program called Money Wise, and they teach the same type of financial principles um, to the people, but they give you information for people to do it themselves, right? And that's all great. It's always great information out there. But the thing is, is that a lot of people aren't consistent with staying on top of their financial situation. They may get started, but a lot of times people fall off. You know, we got busy schedules. People have children, jobs, things like that. So right. now with this program, all they do is they get plugged in. It's super easy. I mean, for your taxes, you upload your W-4, and we got tax specialists that do the work for you. You know, with your credit reports, you upload them, and their credit specialists do the work. So it just makes things a lot easier. Now, is there a fee with this program? Yes, sir. So for our membership, our membership is seventy nine ninety seven a month. That includes you and your spouse. So that does that means you don't have to get separate memberships. Both of you guys can have one membership. And then we offer a referral program because we want people to go out and share their story, their testimony, their results with others, and help empower other people. And if you bring in three other people that get the membership, your membership is absolutely free. Hey, sounds good, man. Hey, Derek, thank you so much for joining us on the Community Corner and sharing your information with us. Certainly appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thanks so much, Stevie. All right. God bless. God bless. The Community Corner. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. Is your congregation in need of lending for a building or expansion project? As your partner and advocate, Diversified Financial Network will take the time to understand your unique situation and develop a financing solution that meets your specific need. It's an exciting time for your congregation. And what you need is a company with expertise in church financing early in the process. Call us today at 1-866-513-6665 or visit us at www.diversifiedfinancegroup.com. These are the announcements for the events and activities in the Churches of Christ. 
If you'd like to have your events or activities announced on this radio broadcast, just contact Stevie B's Me Production Studio at 910-491-6405. Or send your emails to my new email address, butlersteve1009 at yahoo.com. Due to the coronavirus pandemic, we will not be making any public announcements until further notice for regarding the public meetings and assemblies. But I will be making those announcements as they become available. And I will be making announcements about the events and activities that are happening here on social media. The Helen Street Church of Christ that meets at 500 Helen Street here in Fayetteville, North Carolina, has begun meeting in their building on Sunday morning, and their services start at 10 a.m., and their Bible study will start immediately after their worship Sunday, uh, worship service. And they will be doing Zoom uh, calls simultaneously with their public worship service on Sunday morning. They'll also be meeting on Zoom for their Wednesday night Bible class at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On Thursday at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and 9 p.m. Central Standard Time and 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, there'll be a nationwide gospel call that's sponsored by the Church of Christ in Highland Heights, from Highland Heights, Houston, Texas. The telephone number to this call is 857-216-6700, and the access code is 328-497. This is a nationwide outreach to those who are not members of the Churches of Christ, and the speakers will be presenting a basic salvation message for them to learn what they must do in order to be saved, as well as information about the Churches of Christ. And it's also intended to edify and strengthen the faith of those who are Christians. And then on Tuesday evening, the Delcrest Church of Christ, San Antonio, Texas, presents the Women's Virtual Bible Class at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time on www.zoom.com. And the class ID number is 821-3692-8262. Daily at 6 a.m. Central Standard Time, the Ladies in Christ prayer line, hosted by the Church of Christ in Lafayette, Louisiana. And the telephone number to this prayer line is 605-472-5203. My co-host, Steve Cordo, on the Gospel Light Radio Show that airs here on Blog Talk Radio on Thursday from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, has a new book entitled God, Grace, and You. And you can order this book from the 21st Century Christian Catalog. There'll be a spring-summer series every fourth Wednesday of the month at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This will be a preacher's panel discussion. Join Minister Michael Crusoe as he moderates a series of discussions featuring seasoned preachers from the Brotherhood of the Churches of Christ. And the subject under the, the topic under discussion would be expanding the role of women in Christian worship, a word from the Lord. And this fall, we have a new show being sponsored by Stevie B's Media Production. This show is entitled Kelly Fletcher Show. She'll be on the air with the, she'll piggyback off of this show, What a Word from the Lord, every fourth Tuesday of the month she will be on this broadcast. And just a program reminder, Stevie B's Media Production presents. We're airing live shows here on Blog Talk Radio. You can give me a call to the live show at 713-955-0508, or you can type in your search bar, www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash gospel light 
Radio Show every Tuesday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5 to 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. I'll be hosting a live show, What I Word in the Lord Radio Show. Each week we have a guest speaker from the Brotherhood of the Churches of Christ who will be presenting messages from the Word of God. Also, we have the Community Corner segment. That segment is designed for small business owners and entrepreneurs who have products and services that they're offering to our communities. Also, I have three co-hosts on this radio show. Luke Gilbert, he's the evangelist for the Oakbrook Park Church of Christ there in Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And my newest co-host, Shauna Otis, from the Great Way Church of Christ there in Nashville, Tennessee. Her team, the Mid-Tennessee Singles Ministry, will be on this broadcast every third Tuesday of the month. And also my newest co-host, Isa Mullins, he serves with the Helen Street Church of Christ here in Fayetteville. North Carolina. And then on Thursday evening each week from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5 to 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, I'll be hosting a live show, the Gospel Light Radio Show. And on this broadcast, I have eight co-hosts who will be presenting lessons from the Word of God. And each week, I have two of my co-hosts on the air with me. I'm also taking a question from my social media platform on Facebook called Shout It Out that I'll be posing to one of my co-hosts on that live show. And then on Friday night at our new time from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 to 10 p.m. Central Standard Time, I'll be hosting a live show, Stevie B's Acapella Gospel Music Blast Radio Show. And on this broadcast, I'm playing some of the world's greatest acapella gospel music artists, Sweet Sounds of Voice. And in my Story Glory segment, we try to have that segment every first Friday of the month. I'll be interviewing the artists that we're playing on this radio show. And on this Friday night, my special guest in the Story Glory segment will be Thurman Metter from Abilene, Texas. Looking forward to talking to Thurman on that broadcast. And also, we have my Top 20 Countdown show that we try to do every third Friday of the month. I'll be counting down my Top 20 Acapella Gospel Songs for the month of July. Now, I didn't have a Top 20 Countdown show for the month of June due to the death of one of my uh, staff members, Linda Dilly. We did a special tribute show for her on last, no, about two weeks ago, actually. That was episode 223, if you want to check out that tribute show to her. I'd like to give a shout-out to all of my sponsors. We certainly appreciate everyone who's been sponsoring these radio shows. I have a new sponsorship manager. Her name is Michelle Marco from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And if you'd like to be a sponsor for any of these radio shows, just give her a call at 954-687-4705. I'd like to give a shout-out to my sponsor, Sharon Norwood from Chicago, Illinois, Bethesda Memorial. Corner Director of Crematory Services from DeSoto, Texas. Stanley Phillips from Little Rock, Arkansas. Cheryl Marat. From Charlotte, North Carolina, Yvonne Blazing Cracker Gooch from Nashville, Tennessee, Melvin Jackson from High Point, North Carolina, Marquise Hallman from Charlotte, North Carolina, Stephanie Booker Wilson from Greensboro, North Carolina, Diversified Financial Network LLC from Dallas, Texas, the owners Marcus Charlotte Carroll, Ordained Faith Publishing from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. The three E's of Stevie B's Media Production, it is the objective of this broadcast. We want to educate. We want to edify and want to encourage you in a study of God's Word. And that will conclude our program announcements. Stay tuned for What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show.
Oh! <laughs> 
you're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. Give your attention to the proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now my special guest speaker, George Devane, and his subject, Biblical Conflict Resolution. Good evening, everybody. Uh, thank you so much for staying on in the second hour of the show. I'd like to thank Brother Stevie for um, uh, bringing me on tonight. And I'd like to also thank Brother Brandon Stalin for that wonderful word on uh, freedom, being free from stress. Uh, that's a, a strong, strong word from the Lord tonight, and I'm very appreciative of that. I'd like to thank Brother Derek for uh, that information that he gave us on finances. And now we're going to get into a, a subject that many haven't really heard a whole lot about, uh, biblical conflict resolution. Uh, conflicts uh, are all over the place. we got conflicts in uh, political parties and conflicts in our families, and conflicts uh, uh, also have spilled over uh, into the congregations that we attend many times. And a lot of times we're not equipped uh, to deal with those conflicts based upon various backgrounds that we may have and uh, different cultures that we may have. Uh, you know, it's, it's, they call it a melting pot, but it's almost like a stew more than a melting pot because we are who we are. Tomatoes are tomato and a potatoes are potato. But, uh, uh, and it doesn't stop being that, you know, but we all come together and, and it's great, even though we have diversity. Well, when it comes to the scriptures, that's what brings us together, what God has said, not what we feel, and we're going to try to stay as close to the scriptures tonight as we can get. So in biblical conflict, conflict resolution, the absence of having uh, following the scriptures has caused us a lot of uh, heartache in our congregations. Uh, we've endured uh, church splits. Uh, through uh, inability to resolve the conflict, sometimes an unwillingness to resolve conflicts. And uh, these principles that our Lord Jesus Christ teaches us in Matthew 18, uh, these principles apply even in our regular life, you know, outside of the church. Uh, these principles apply. So we're going we're gonna to dip into the Word of God and, and see if some of this uh, uh, is, will help you tonight as we move forward in trying to please God in our local assemblies. Um, in conflict resolution in Matthew, uh, first let's go to, let's actually go to, uh, let's go to Psalms 133, 1 through 3. Behold how good and pleasant it is when brethren dwell in unity, oil on the head, running down on the beard, the beard of Aaron, running down on the collar of his robes, it is like the dew of Hermon, which falls on the mountains of Zion. For the Lord has commanded the blessing, life forevermore. That's a wonderful picture, talking about uh, unity and how uh, that beautiful portrait of, of uh, the anointing oil on Aaron's head and how it ran down. And uh, we know that that, uh, that oil had a, a wonderful smell to it. And it's, it's talking about just uh, the, nour the nourishment of the dew of Hermon on the mountains of Zion. You know, that it's just uh, a picture of health, you know, and abundance and blessing, as the scripture says. Well, conflict resolution, conflicts in the church are the opposite of that. 
if we don't address them. And we're going to we're going to deal with with that uh, tonight. Um, let's go to uh, Matthew 18 and let's see what the scripture says. Matthew 18 and 15. If your brother sins against you, go and show him his fault just between the two of you. Now this is going to be a contextual lesson. So as we walk down the scriptures, we're going to talk about it. If your brother sins against you, go him and show his, him his fault. Go show him his fault just between the two of you. Now, how often have we seen in, in our present situations, in our congregations, where the opposite of that happens? Someone that, that's offended uh, uh, by someone, uh, they, the first thing they go, go and tell other people how offended they are, right? You know, because they're upset. That's human nature to do that. It's human nature. But it's not right, according to the scriptures. If your brother sins against you, you go and show him his fault. Just between the two of you. Nobody else needs to be in that situation, just the two of you. Simple request that the Lord has made. But how often has we have we done the, the, the exact opposite? If he listens to you, now he tell, he's starting to tell, tell us, uh, what the end result should be. If he listens, now he may not listen. That brother may not listen to us. We may be hurt. We we, we we got up enough courage to go talk to him, which is not easy to do. We're not saying following this scripture is easy, especially when your feelings are hurt. You know, it's hard to follow this sometimes, but you muster up just enough courage. That's what it's going to take. It's going to take courage to follow this scripture. Just enough courage to go talk to your brother and say, you know, brother, you hurt you hurt me, and this is what you did. If he listens to you, he may not, but if he does, you've won your brother over. That's the end result that the Lord wants. How can two walk together except they be agreed? He talks about one can put a 1,000 to flight and two can put 10,000 to flight. The devil understands those numbers very well. He understands it well, and that's why he works so hard to split us up. You've won your brother over, but if he will not listen, okay, this is what you do. You take one or two others along so that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. Now, that's a longstanding uh, um, uh, concept in the Jewish culture, uh, in the law itself. In Deuteronomy 19, you can read that if someone was accused of a crime, okay, we're going to read that. One witness in Deuteronomy 19 and 15, one witness is not enough to commit a man, to convict a man accused of any crime or offense he may have committed. A matter must be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. All right, that's plain and simple. So that's longstanding. You take two others who act as witnesses. Now, we don't want to, we want to make sure that we keep this an honest process. You're looking at, at a three-step grievance process in dealing with being hurt, uh, dealing with an offense against you personally. That's not somebody else's offense that you, you know, one of your allies, because they were hurt. No, that ally, they tell you that I was hurt by so-and-so, then you send them back to talk to whoever it is that hurt them based upon this scripture. Keep it an honest process. Scripture says that, uh, uh, but if he will not listen, take one or two others along, so that every matter 
may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. Those witnesses, what they need to do is take uh, take some notes, make sure they understand what's going on, and what are they trying to get to? They're trying to get to the truth. All right? Just because you offend, you offended doesn't necessarily mean that you're right. Is that right? Just because you're offended doesn't mean you're right. You could be wrong. And that affects churches every day. Someone perceiving themselves to be right when they're not. Those witnesses should be honest in that situation. That witness should should look at, and you may be called in to be a witness to something to help get two brothers back together or two sisters back together. That witness should be looking to hear both sides of the story. How often have we seen individuals' uh, relationships just broken and shattered based upon one side of the story? People talked about one side of the story. That's what the, the witnesses are designed to do, to get both sides, to make sure this is an honest an honest experience so that we can do win our brother. That's what the end result is supposed to be. It's not about, about being friends with the witness. You know, get your best friend, somebody. I want somebody to be on my side. It's not about being on, on your side. It's about being on the side of right. Trust God in the process and get to the truth. That's what we're trying to do. Because if we can get to the truth, we can get to the root of the matter and get those individuals back on the same page. And and another thing as a witness, you want to maintain confidentiality. Now, I want to ask a question. If God said just take two or three, why didn't he say take a hundred if the two or three are going to go back and tell the hundred? Why would he say just two or three? God is still keeping this a small matter. He's trying to, he's, he's, it's a very acute approach, a small matter. And he's keeping it small before there is a place for it to be out amongst everyone. That's in step three. But in step two, you want to try to maintain that confidentiality of what's going on. It's better that way so we can resolve matters at the lowest possible level and move on because what ends up happening as we're dealing with these these uh issues these relationship issues what's not happening what's not happening is evangelism in many cases getting the will of god done in many cases people aren't studying it as as much they're talking to, you know rather than talking about scripture they're talking about this this situation that just happened the Lord is trying to keep these issues handled in-house and as quickly as possible. He says if he refuses to listen to them, all right, tell it to the church. So that means that the, the witness is not a silent witness. The witness gets to speak. Well, Jimmy, I don't think that's correct. No, I, I can't agree with you on that, and here's why. That's why it's very, very important. Take somebody in there. If you got a friend, take a friend that can tell you the truth. Somebody that's not afraid to tell you the truth. Take if, if it has to be a friend, take that kind of friend. Don't take someone that you, that just is going to co-sign with whatever you want to do to 
go along with your program so we can get them, you know. That's that's not in God's heart to do that, and it shouldn't be in our heart. He didn't design this process for that. If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. Uh-oh. Tell it to the church? Who said tell it to the church? Who's doing the talking here? Jesus Christ, the master teacher. This is how he wants it done. And if he refused to listen even to the church, oh, you mean the church is speaking? Yes. As a congregation, the church is speaking. If he refuses even to listen to the church, treat him as you would a pagan or tax collector. That's well established, uh, their idea of, of, of pagans and tax collectors. I tell you, and they weren't considered brothers. That's the point. I tell you the truth, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. For two or three, for where two or three come together in my name, there am I with them. With them, there's the authority of it. Now that tell it to the church part. How many of us have seen actually seen that in our congregations in dealing uh, um, with uh, conflict? Many of us, I know individuals that's in their 70s and 80s, and uh, they they've never seen it. I know individuals that's that's seen it multiple times. I've seen that the church, uh, tell it to the church process has been avoided, you know, and it's a shame. This is almost as though step three is not even written in the scriptures. It's almost as though uh, somebody other than Jesus uh, actually gave us these steps. It's almost as though. This is what God ordained. But a lot of individuals will try to manipulate things because they want to be able to have their own narrative about what happened based upon one side of the story. If they did something that that they know is not going to cast them in a good light, the last thing they want to do is have the whole church know about what they did in the process. They'll tell what somebody else did, but they won't tell you what, what they did. God's process of, of dealing with these things keeps us honest, keeps us honest, keeps us loving each other, and it forces us. See, when the church knows about what happened and then you got the two witnesses, uh, they come up and they say, yeah, this is what happened, and they give their account of what happened, and then the church ends up judging it. A lot of individuals now, especially if you end up having a leader involved, God forbid that be the case, but you had a leader that is one of the offending parties. A lot of times that leader might not want the church to know what they did. They got a lot to lose in the eyes of the congregation sometimes. And sometimes it's, it's money. Sometimes it's favor, uh, uh, esteem, and things like that. But God's scripture is the scripture. Doesn't matter who it is. The scripture is the scripture. And in the absence of this process, what have we seen? We've seen churches, congregations, individuals split as a result of not handling these types of issues. With no church meeting regarding it. And and at the heart of it, in many cases, is two individuals that had uh, issues with each other. The church, the whole idea of the grievance process is to get people back together and get them back into the field 
the field is white, ripe for the harvest. But we're messing around and, and being mad at each other, and we're not getting on the same page. But guess what? Tonight's, tonight's uh, uh, lesson is a call back to the scriptures. Let's go back to the Bible. Scripture tells us we have to hear both sides of the story, not just the narrative of one side of the story. I, I watched uh, Judge Judy one time, and I heard, uh, uh, and this kind of ties into uh, Proverbs eighteen seventeen. Judge Judy, I was listening to one side of the story, and I said, oh, man, they're going to lose this case. And then the other side started, I said, oh, I didn't know that. See, uh, you can't critique anything based on one side of the story. Proverbs eighteen seventeen tells us that uh, 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 the first to plead his case seems right. Then one comes up and cross-examines. Oh, they don't seem so right anymore after the cross-examination. Well, that's what happens in the church. When you tell it to the church, that's the process of cross-examination. And a little bit of it happens in the uh, in in the uh, two or three witnesses process in step two. Step three, it happens, and we force those individuals to get back together, get it right. The offended, God has a word for you. You've been offended, go to that offender alone. If you feel like you've been offended, go to him alone. The scripture says in Matthew five nine, blessed are the peace blessed are the peacemakers. For they shall be called the sons of God. We want to always be peacemakers. We want to make peace. When people come to us, we want to make peace. Help help them to make peace with each other. What if you what if uh, uh, you got a brother that's that's offended, and you know he's offended with you, and you are the offender? Well, Matthew five twenty one through twenty six says you've heard that the angels. I'm sorry, the ancients were told. You shall not commit murder, and whosoever commits murder shall be liable to the court. But I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother shall be guilty before the court. And whoever whoever says to his brother, you good for nothing, shall be guilty before the Supreme Court. And whosoever says, you fool, shall be guilty enough to go into the fiery hell. Therefore, if you are presenting your offering at the altar, now look at this. And there you remember that your brother has something against you. Leave your offering there before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother, and then come and present your offering. Wow. That means, okay, so that covers if, 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 I'm, if I'm the one that's, that's, uh, uh, that's offended, I got to go to that brother. And if I'm the offender and I remember, I got to go to that brother before I make my offering. You would almost think that that, that, uh, that's no, that's no business as usual. What do we do? We just continue right on with everything. We think God is hearing our, is accepting our worship and everything. We just go right on and go right back through the motions. Never mind what, what Jesus said. Never mind what, what the good master said. Never mind Matthew five twenty one through 26. He's saying we can't even call our brother names. Isn't that something? Leave your gift and get it right. What does that force us to do? To not be so comfortable in being apart from each other. 
Like, man, I got to get it right. My, my worship ain't going to be worth two cents till I get it right with this brother. I better hurry up and get it right. See, everything points towards us being honest and square dealing and fair to each other and loving each other and esteeming others more than ourselves. Everything points towards that. Scripture talks about uh, uh, us not judging according to the appearance, but judge righteous judgment. We all have a part to play in our congregations. We all have a part to play as a witness, as a mediator, to get individuals back together. Someone comes to you and say, and they, man, I, this, this man, he said something uh, that it really burned me, you know, and they tell, tell me uh, what I should say is, well, brother, you know, maybe he didn't mean it like that. Why do we have to throw fire on stuff all the time? Why don't we throw some water, some cold, some cold water on some issues? Uh, maybe they didn't mean it like that. Many of the issues we have are small issues that grow into big ones. Many of the issues are really not big issues at all, but they're left undealt with. We let time pass in that relationship. So I set before you in the scriptures uh, what God sets before all of us. Either we're going to do it or we're not. We can't make anyone do it. But if we want to be right and please God, we need to follow his scriptures. He said, many should come to me, Luke 6, 46. Many should come to me. Many uh, 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 call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things I say. Why call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things I say? Why not follow my grievance? We, we think that we know better than God. God has this process here for a reason. So now I'm going to leave you with that part. And now here's the test. All of us at some point in time have uh, had relationship issues with individuals. I challenge you tonight to go back, take some inventory on individuals that may have a problem with you and individuals that you have a problem with. You got Matthew 5 and Matthew 18. And I challenge you to deal with those issues and to go talk to your brethren and get those situations right. The lesson is now yours. God bless you. You guys have a nice night, and uh, praise God for, the, for his word. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. How can I walk with Jesus? How can I, mm, how can I, mm, yeah. How can I walk with Jesus? How can I, mm, how can I, mm, yeah. How can I walk with Jesus? How can I, mm, how can I, mm, yeah. How can I walk with Jesus? How can I, mm, how can I, mm, yeah. How can I walk with Jesus? How can I, mm, how can I, mm, yeah. How can I walk with Jesus? How can I, mm, how can I, mm, yeah. How can I walk with Jesus? How can I, mm, Known throughout the neighborhood back in the day where we 
cause a lot of trouble. Our mama shed lots of tears. It was only by the grace of God I made some changes over the years. And my friend said, how? Tell me how. Want to know how? Ooh, how? Please tell me Listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for spending a little time with us this evening in a study of God's Word. I want to thank both my speakers on the show tonight, Brandon Stalin and George Devane. Oh, what a word from the Lord these brethren proclaimed on this broadcast tonight. Certainly appreciate them. My cup is running over, and I know you have really enjoyed listening to these lessons on this broadcast tonight. They, do, they both did an outstanding job. I also want to thank my special guest, uh, Derek T. Casey, for his information regarding his financial services. We're living in troubled times, ladies and gentlemen, and we need to get those finances together. Most definitely, certainly appreciate his information. I appreciate everyone who participates on this show tonight. What a blessing. What a blessing it is to put this kind of show on during the week so we can continue to lift you up and edify and strengthen you and encourage you as you serve the Lord. It's my prayer that these lessons this evening have been beneficial to your spiritual lives and your relationship with the Lord has been strengthened because you're not only tuning in in this radio show, but you've given yourself over to a study of God's Word. So until we meet again, I pray God's continual blessings upon your lives and that he bless you real, real good. You've been listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. On behalf of my co-hosts, Isa Mullen, Shauna Otis, and Lou Gilbert, we really do appreciate your love and support for these programs. I'm your host, Stevie R. Butler. Good night, everybody. God bless you. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. Oh, 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 oh,
You're listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. You've been listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show, episode 202. It ain't easy, no, sometimes it gets hard down here, Lord, sometimes it gets rough, so rough, so rough, sometimes it gets tough for me. Has anybody been lonely all by yourself? Has anybody been sad, broken hearted and sad? Have you even been met? Oh, you had to cry all night long. I don't want 